From the basement of Rubies on Summit, this is the Pros from Dover, a soccer podcast by a couple of Nord expats, which proves once and for all that just because you have a cheap microphones, a pretty decent laptop, too much free time, and a coda pass, that maybe podcasting isn't for everyone. Hashtag your tweets, hashtag planetskind to join the conversation and bring back the bullpen. Pros from Dover today. Uh, my name is Matt. I am Jim. And uh, we are not at Ruby Tuesday. Uh, we, we, we are not. Are. We're in my living room um, where I had to put uh, one cat in a separate room because they continue, they were they were essentially just running back and forth, chasing each other on a hardwood floor. And apparently that's bad for podcasts. Unless it's a, po- uh, a cat podcast. We should do one of those. We should, shouldn't we? Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Welcome in. Uh, the crew on Wednesday uh, play a game against Nashville on a very, very annoyingly gridiron-lined field. I am very glad Nashville is getting their own stadium next year, and that is the only reason why I, I'm not as upset about it, because it, it isn't Atlanta or New England or Seattle or one of those places that have no intention yeah, of it's not building a stadium. This is a temporary thing. Um but boy, howdy, does it make us look minor league. Well, here's a question that I've yeah. never actually thought about until mm-hmm. just now. Mm-hmm. So we know that, quote-unquote, historic crew stadium was built because Ohio State was going to renovate Ohio Stadium. Yeah. And um, they had to do that over the summer, which is not their season. And so yes. that meant that the crew couldn't play there that summer. So yes. they needed a, a new stadium. I wonder how long the crew would have stayed at Ohio Stadium had that not happened. It's a good question because I mean that is that is that was the catalyst for um, Historic Crew Stadium number two to be built because Historic Crew Stadium number one was being renovated. Yes, exactly. Um, but I, it it is a it is a very good question. Um, I know that the. At least from what I remember, it's been so long since I read the Lamar Hunt book, um, but the section on the crew, the fairgrounds was their last choice. Oh, yeah. They uh, they tried Dublin. They tried somewhere else. Franklinton. Franklinton. They tried Franklinton. I think they actually tried pretty darn close to the place that yeah. Lower.com <laughs> Field is. Yes. Um, uh, thank you, Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yeah. But it, you couldn't um, really do anything because at that point... Columbus wasn't wasn't in the business of financing stadiums. No, um, not at I mean all. Nationwide Arena was is only there because of Nationwide Insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, the only team that that uh, that I can think of that that uh, I mean other than Ohio State as they're they are state funded, um, mm-hmm. but municipally funded teams is um, the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. and that's the because county. they're owned by the county. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it is a good question. I wonder. I wonder if they would have just continued to play it, play at the shoe for, you know. It's hard to say. I mean, it really is five, ten years. Yeah, yeah. Why I don't. Not? I don't know. I mean, it's. It also depends. I know Lamar wanted a stadium in Columbus, but you know, when would the deal have gotten done? Yeah. So. Anyway, good, good I, question. Yeah, I just it just popped into my head, and it never yeah. really occurred to me. So kind of a nothing burger of a game at a time where you really don't need a nothing burger of a game. Um, I, a room. 
made some pretty good saves. Uh, the crew get a goal and then immediately get scored on. Zellerion right. scores one in the 75th minute. And then Mukhtar comes back for uh, Nashville and scores in the 77th minute. Um, honestly, it was one of those games. I watched it. I've watched the replays again, and there just wasn't there wasn't a lot to it. Yeah, it wasn't much of a game. I guess the, I guess the only... There's there's three things that I want to point out about this game. Yeah. Uh, probably everyone who's listening to this podcast knows that um, Caleb Porter was not able to coach because he was under some sort of health and safety protocol, which I guess we now know was that he tested positive or he was um, one of his kids tested positive or something like that. Um, and so that's the first thing. Uh, I'm not sure if he's available that that's my question is is he available tonight yes um, and, and my question is does it matter <laughs> <laughs> um so that's that's one thing i wanted to point out um another thing i wanted to point out was that um Zellerian scored but he scored from the run of play yes which is not something that he does as often this season as he did last season yeah and i've kind of ragged on Zellerian a bit on this podcast um and so I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other night, and you know he was he pointed out correctly that one of the reasons why Zellerian is not as effective for us this season as he was last season is simply because um, he's a known quantity now, and yeah. he gets double and triple teamed uh, a lot of the time. I think the problem with the team is that we don't really take advantage of the fact that he's being double teamed because in theory. That means that there's a defensive weakness somewhere else on the pitch that we are not taking advantage of. And I think one of the reasons why we're not taking advantage of it is because, as my friend pointed out, Zellerian has the tendency to want to dribble out of trouble rather than pass out of trouble. It's true. And that's... I, I don't know if, if... Does Porter have the gravitas to go to his highest paid star player and tell him to change up his game? That's, you know, that, he should. He should, yeah. I, and maybe uh, maybe he's not doing it. I don't know. Uh, maybe he doesn't think it's a problem. It, it, it's a problem. Um, yeah, and then the. Uh, well, actually, I kind of forgot what the third thing. Oh, yeah, at least we didn't lose on the road, which we usually did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did find out. So um, he is. I, he's not coaching. I, I doubt he is coaching tonight because he is. Um, his kid came home from school with symptoms. He drove home, um, found out that his son had tested positive for COVID, and then he tested positive with a breakthrough case. Um, he said that he's not really experiencing any symptoms because he's vaccinated. Um, lather, rinse, repeat. This is why I tell everybody I know don't have kids. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's uh, it's just a thing. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's because of you that I got a vasectomy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Um, I mean, I took one look at you and I thought, I'm not having one of those. I mean, that's... <laughs> that's what most of my family says about me, too. All right, so, um, yeah, I, th I think that that's the Nashville game. That was kind of the whole thing with that. And we did get, um, and I think we'll dive more into this on the on the show on uh, Sunday, yeah. uh, or rather on Monday because um, I can't record on Sunday. Uh, we'll we'll dive into uh, MLS salaries. Um, Have we talked about your religion lately? You can't record on Sundays? Okay. <laughs> and I wear a special undershirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I stole this joke from... Uh, um, I stole this joke from John Hodgman, but do you know uh, uh, 
what happens during a Unitarian uh, a Unitarian exorcism? Uh, no. Uh, there's the they put the person in the room that uh, is possessed by Satan. The Unitarian goes in and reads the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I subscribe to the New York Times, and I am a member of the local Unitarian Church. <laughs> That's why I told you the joke. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Oi. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. I thought it was too, yeah. Um, so let's come. Uh, let's take a break. Um, yeah. We'll kind of come back. This is going to be a short one today, guys, because we are literally recording this, um, you know, mere uh, six hours before kickoff. So um, we'll come back in just a little bit here and uh, preview tonight's game. Absolutely. It's the pros from Dover. We're back. It is the second and final segment of tonight's abbreviated episode um, previewing tonight's match against the New York Red Bulls on the pros from Dover. My name is Matt. I am Jim. And Red Bulls and Columbus in both ninth and 10th place, respectively. Um, New York City FC and DC United also playing each other tonight. That is the seventh and eighth place teams in the Eastern Conference, which makes it mathematically impossible for the Columbus crew to uh, to get into playoff contention tonight, no matter what uh, ends up happening, they can get one point out uh, potentially because um, they can get to forty-one points. But yes. Montreal and DC playing each other, one of those teams is going to uh, accumulate points tonight. Montreal at forty-two points, DC at forty-one, um, New York City FC at forty-one, New York Red Bulls at forty, and Columbus at thirty-eight. Yeah, uh, only other one really barking at the door there: um, Inter Miami at thirty-five. Um, I don't think they they have a chance of making the playoffs at this point. I don't really think we have a chance after, I don't after think, Wednesday. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a you know it, you flip a coin twenty times and and it might land you know right you, you might get it once. Uh, I mean I mean it's it's things would have to break for us in a way that just don't seem to. <laughs> And um, another thing that's important to note is that um, Jossie Zardes is out at least for a couple of weeks. He tore his MCL. Yeah. Um, actually, I had an MCL tear, so mm-hmm. I can tell you that they're not fun. I, I had an MCL. I still do. Yeah. 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 I didn't tear it, though. Yeah, I tore mine, ironically, playing soccer. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, the crew um, face off against uh, Orlando on Wednesday uh, DC United um, a week from today, and then they end the season against the Fire. So it's all, um, with the exception of Chicago, it's all you know playoff contention teams, right? Um, which is going to make this. It'll make it fun uh, towards the end of the run. You know, I, I hope we can win tonight and and possibly bring some momentum forward. New York's got a decent team this year. Um, I had a whole bunch of stuff pulled up on them, and then I yes. went to the wrong page. I'm uh, just imagining the Onion headline based on what you just said. Sports fan hopes his team wins next game. <laughs> <laughs> Film at eleven. <laughs> yes. The one thing, um, Red Bull does have a game in hand on us. 
Um, they are the only team that is at 29 games still right. in the East. Um, New England at 31, Chicago at 31, uh, which is why they're out of playoff contention. Math, I think mathematically at this point. I think it's, yeah, because they only have three games left. The most points they could get is 40. Chicago is out. Yeah, do we um, have any kind of announced lineups? Given um, that, sorry, this is up. We do not at this point. Um, I don't I don't think we'll get that for um, Probably not a few until, more hours. Yeah, uh, so... That that gives us the opportunity to um, guess. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy lineup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so he'll probably start uh, Barry. Yeah, up front. Now, do you think he'll start two up front? Would I like him? Well, it's it's well. Here's the thing. It's is it's Ezra Hendrickson. Oh, that's right. Porter's yeah. got Porter's out. Yeah. Um. Por- I mean, there's no way that Porter is back from being on COVID protocol in. Four days. Three days. True, true. Yeah. I forgot the Henry's. Yeah. Even though yeah. we just talked about it last segment. It, it, we yeah. did, yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I suspect... <laughs> we didn't that, take that long of a break. <laughs> no. I, suspe- I suspect that um, Hendrickson will just play the lineup the Porter tells him to play. I you? think you'll probably... Uh, you'd probably be right. Um, especially with, with the fact... If we, if we were not in playoff contention and it was the last game of the season or something along those lines... He might just be like, oh, yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Play I the wing I... tee. <laughs> <laughs> just start anybody you can find from the 08 squad. Sign with a single game contract. See what you can do, Ezra. Good luck. Go. Yes, there we go. Oh, man. Um, so looking at it, I mean, I think, um, yeah, I think I would like to see him start for two forwards. I don't think he's going to. Yeah, I don't think he is either. So here's a <clears throat> here's a thing that I was batting around Um and I don't want to drag this out too long, I know, but something I was batting around um, the other day, and I was thinking about, well, it's, it, okay. Other than the fact that we have weaknesses and weaknesses in depth at various crucial positions, like central midfielder, right back, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, I think, I think that one of the crucial problems that this has this team has in terms of its roster is what I call the Darlington Nagby problem. Uh-huh. And I call it the Darlington Nagby problem because I think that Nagby is probably our best player. Yeah. And he tends to be used more as a defensive midfielder than he is as an attacking threat. Yeah. And that's because of Zell Ryan. Yeah. And I think it's because there's two reasons for this. <coughs> One is we don't play two forwards because if we played two forwards, then we could play, say, Zardes and Zell Ryan as two forwards, and then we could play with a two-man midfield where one of them is more defensive and one of them is more offensive, and the latter could be Nagby. I think that'd be would be good. Yeah, I think it would be good, too. Um, and the other alternative to that would be if Zellerian could play on the wing, mm-hmm. but he doesn't seem to play well on the wing mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and I'm not gonna criticize him necessarily for not being, you know, positionally flexible like that because, you know, it's yeah. just a thing. It's like yeah. some some people play better centrally and some people better play better on the wing, and that's just the way it is, and that's why you have two different positions. Yeah, and it's kind of rare to get a player of that quality who can be that quality. At multiple positions. Yeah. So I'm not criticizing, but it is a problem. Yeah, it is. Um, and 
what got me thinking about this was actually Manchester United, mm-hmm. because Manchester United has a similar problem with Paul Pogba, where they tend to play Pogba as a defensive midfielder, even though he's much better as an attacking player. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I would argue that at the level of play, Nagby is a better defensive midfielder, given the level of play that he plays at and that this league plays at, than Pogba is a defensive midfielder at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we're taking full advantage of Nagby, and I think it's something that, assuming we're going to keep both Nagby and Zeller Ryan for next season, it's something that really needs to be solved for this team to, to better itself. I agree. Okay. I agree. <laughs> Sorry to drag that on. Oh no, 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 you're fine. I just want to I want to point out cuz I was looking, I was pulling up um the Columbus Crew app uh for some more information about the game tonight and and that sort of stuff. And uh, just a quick aside to um the the whoever is on the digital team for the Columbus Crew. Update your app. What's wrong with it? Uh it says we've scored 7 goals all season. Okay. But conceded 40. One of those numbers is correct. Okay. One of those numbers is not. Okay. Um, <laughs> it it is. Uh, it says that we are currently uh, we've played twenty nine matches, okay. but have forty points. Here, here's here's an idea, listeners. The first person to tweet us which of those numbers is correct and which of them is not correct, we will mention you by name on the next podcast. <laughs> and now I'm looking at it. Now I'm looking at it. It says New York Columbus Crew. They have the teams switched. Oh, uh, they have the, the the New York stats for Columbus and the Columbus stats for New York for certain things for matches for points and for position, but then it's reversed again for goals conceded. I don't know about shots because I don't have a way to double check how many shots sure. we've taken all 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 uh, season. Um, it says we've gotten zero zero yellow cards <laughs> and we haven't passed the ball all season. <laughs> Well, no, well. I'm pretty sure that that ladder is actually correct. <laughs> and the other thing is, the other thing about this app is I can't um, even, like, like it, it doesn't have any real team news. Like the, um, let me see here. Let me go on to uh, where the news section is. Oh, that's where the match center is. Um, okay. Latest from the crew. You'd think it, it says match guide. You'd think it would say somewhere in there maybe... Uh, you know, some some info about the teams or Caleb Porter's out. No, it oh, reminds it me to uh, um, to purchase tickets for the game. Uh, that there's going to be post match fireworks, limited edition scarves. Wait, wait! I pulled up the app. I didn't know we were playing the Tampa Bay Mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how mutiny's spelled like lightning. Yes. <laughs> um. um. A whole bunch of info on parking. Yes. Uh, you can order mobile food and drink. Where? Well, yeah, you you can apparently just order it, and then it then you just come and pick it up. Yeah, I I, I yeah, it's it's. I mean, this is cool, but it's all just information on how to get in and out in and out of the match, and nothing about the match. Right. Um. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, actually, then the, you know what they're doing is they're listening to friend of the pod Chris Lamacchia because his argument is that the crew should market not them as a sports team, but them as an entertainment experience. 
mean, he may have. Isn't a point. that what the what Major League Soccer has been doing for I, for years and years? I mean, yeah, that's you sell tickets as an entertainment experience. You don't sell tickets as as a sports experience, no matter what it is. The Blue Jackets don't sell tickets as a as a as a sports experience. Okay. The Buckeyes don't sell tickets as a sports sports experience. There are now, granted, there are more people because I don't want to get all the tweets about this. There are more people that go to the Buckeye games for the sports experience. Then there are people that go to the Blue Jackets games or the crew games for the sports experience. There are people that do that, but those people are already going to the games. Yeah. Um, the, yeah and the shoe seats 100,000 people. You know, yeah. it's, 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 our stadium is five times smaller than the football stadium in town. They're getting more people to the games. Um, but if you're just selling it based on the sports experience, you're not going to sell out games. No one in Major League Soccer sells sells uh, tickets based on the sports experience. Strangely, that's the only reason I go. Is this sport? Oh, well, tell- I, I mean, mean, well, I, I, I used to go to hang out with my friends, but now I never see my friends when I go to games because of the way the stadium is laid out. <laughs> I, um, no, I, I genuinely like I go, I go based on that, but I'm saying that I don't think the people that buy single game tickets are going to to any sport, whether it's the New York Yankees or you know um, San Dimas High School football. Like the people that are the people that are buying single game tickets for a sporting event are either in from out of town or buying or or there for the entirety of the entertainment in entertainment experience. Okay, yeah. And which sports is a part of. Right. Which sports is a part of. But as long as you have the means to do so, you are buying season tickets if you're there for the sports experience. Yeah, I would say so. That is my that's my that's my thought process on that. Okay. Um so Red Bulls. What do you think's going to happen? I think we're probably going to win. I think we do. I think we are too. I mean, I think we've gotten over the yips at the new field. Yeah. Um I think that, you know, we are that that game in Nashville um any other time other than like the last month or so we would have lost. Yeah. I mean Yeah, I think I think it's a situation that we are going to we're going to have a, a decent game. I think New York will keep it. New York's got a good team. I think they'll keep it they'll keep it tight. Um I don't think it's going to be a blowout like it was against Miami. No, I think we probably win like 2 to 1 something yeah, like that. Something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. Um and I think that for two reasons. One is because we're playing better. Mm-hmm. And two because um that basically just gives all the fans fake hope. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, let's do. Um, let's, I mean, I think that's it. I think that's that's all we need to do. That's really all I got. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think people are going to have time to listen to an hour and a half podcast anyway. So we'll be back with our next episode. Uh, going to talk player salaries. Uh, going to talk uh, obviously preview the uh, Orlando match. Um, and then I guess we get to do another midweek midweek uh, yeah, podcast. I guess so. Uh, it's just just yes. cranking out to cranking out the content. Yep, that's us. All right, thanks for listening. Um, once they once want to say thank you uh, to Corporate Circus for the use of their song "Reject" off of the album. Uh, There's no place like home. His name's Jim Bach. My name's Matt Goshert. We have the pros from Dover. I'm